Hi, I'm Cynthia, the spontaneous F-bomb dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're You're listening listening to to It's All Connected. Connected. We decided to start this podcast because we are wildly curious and we want to talk about how events are connected, like spirit, business, love, and relationships, especially if the cause isn't obvious. We're also going to be talking about self-expansion and life's true purpose because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together, often in unexpected and wonderful ways. We want to learn how people think about connections, making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Nerd out with us and have fun along the way. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. Because Because it's all connected. Hey, everyone. You're listening to It's All Connected with me, Cynthia Varkavisser, and my pal, Michelle Walters. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews. Today, I'm so excited that to be interviewing none other than Ms. Michelle Walters. She has recently written a book. Hi, Cynthia. I'm glad to be here. A gracious imagination advocate, team leader, and corporate life graduate, Michelle writes and speaks on themes associated with the power of mind, positivity, spirituality, and the law of attraction. Michelle is a clinical hypnotherapist, an executive coach, and author. Michelle's 2022 book on manifesting called An Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love, combines science, personal stories, and activities for your subconscious that will help readers center and do the inner work necessary to find the work they love. A graduate of UC Santa Cruz, Michelle completed a major spiritual journey in 2021. She was a pilgrim on the Camino de Santiago. Michelle holds an MBA from the University of Washington and a certificate in clinical hypnosis from the Hypnotherapy Training Institute in Corte Madera, California. Go, Michelle. I'm really excited to talk about your book today. Thanks, Cynthia. I'm excited to talk about my book, too. The first thing I would like to do is when I think of you, because we are such good friends and we do have this really lovely history, is I know you from the email marketing uh, management side. And then you actually had a little stint where you were um, helping people put dating profiles on dating apps, which you helped one of my clients. Thank you so very much. And other things that were also, I would say, on your way to being that life coach that you also are. Um, Where in all this lovely adventure did your book come to be? Well, I think my book has been kind of stewing in my brain for years and years. And I have had a lot of experiences in my email and digital marketing career where I needed to find new jobs. But I've also had a lot of experiences with um, recovery from grief and manifesting some great things, including a wonderful partner. Um, and so my book was just kind of a synthesis of all of these things that have been coming together over the course of my life. I chose to focus it on manifesting work and that focus made sense to me because I think there are a lot of people who are changing careers frequently and I didn't see another book out there that I thought did a good job of covering the material. So last year I had some time and I sat down and wrote a book. 
I, you know, it's funny is, yes, you had time because it was the pandemic. And yes, the timing is perfect because so many people had the, also had time to take a look at their lives and say, you know, am I happy? What is really going on here? What no longer serves me? I mean, it was just an amazing, painful time. So I, I, I love that you went into action when a lot of people went into dormancy, right? Um, the thing that I find very interesting is that you wrote the book before you went to the Camino, your spiritual, your spiritual journey. And if I understand, if I remember correctly, the book was done and already to the publisher or was it just needed finishing touches by the time you the book was, so I wrote the book basically in the spring and summer. And then I set the book aside for uh, several months. That's when I went on my walk on the Camino and I kind of forgot about my book. <laughs> then I came back and opened my new office and was going through my drawers and my papers and was like, oh yeah, there's the book, which needed editing and a, and a publisher and, and that piece of things. So in 2022, uh, the book came out of the drawer physically, but as well as the digital drawer and uh, found an outstanding editor, great publisher, and was able to get it in print late spring. And you actually talk about that in your book, I believe, where you found your publisher as part of your manifestation, right? I think so. Um, my publisher is a lovely person named Carolyn Oakley, and she was a uh, partner uh, and a part of the team that helped my former teacher, Karen Gresham, with her business and her practice. And it's funny, we just did a, a memorial to Karen about, well, last week and the week before, because Karen passed a year ago. And as a in the process of putting together those materials to invite people to Karen's memorial, Carolyn, my publisher, told me, well, Karen told me that she had this client that was going to write a book. And she's, I'm sure it was you. And it just happened to be that I didn't actually make it to the publisher until after Karen had passed. But um, yeah, so that's how that came about. I love that story. I love it so much. I, I, I love your personal stories because I identify with them so much. But before we talk about that, a lot of your information is based on a manifestation wheel. So would you mind talking a little bit more about the manifestation wheel? And then we'll get down into it and into the stories. Yeah, absolutely. So I needed a construct for my book. I needed a way to organize the content that I wanted to share with my readers about how to bring about, in this case, a job they love into their life. And I wanted to make the point that work is spiritual. We've kind of gotten away from that, but it is. So I chose a manifestation wheel, simple four steps, release, create, thank, and receive as a means to help people with a way to approach this. Now, in truth, once you kind of understand this and get going, you sort of do all four things at once, right. but when you're starting out, you can't really do it that way. So um, the way by organizing it this way, starting with release, it's a way of letting go of what no longer serves. Create is a way of visualizing what you want to bring in. 
thanking is important because you have to get yourself into the right energy and you have to get yourself believing that this is going to happen in a very peaceful kind of way. And receiving is important because you've got to notice when it gets here. And uh, some people are very good at receiving, but there are people who aren't. And so I wanted to make sure to call that out as a, as a fourth step. That's actually a really important step. And in your book, you talk about your favorite step. It's not receiving. It is creating. I know it's good. It, it, just in case you can't see, uh, Michelle is shaking her head. No, receiving is not her favorite, but that it's creating. Well, I love receiving. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's always wonderful to get what you've been asking for, but I'm a very creative person and a very imaginative person. And the step of create is where you get to imagine all the possibilities. And so in a way for me, and I think it's just kind of my nature and who I am, it, it's the dreaming state. You don't actually have to live with that boyfriend or that job or that house. You're just imagining how fantastic it could possibly be. So it, in a way, the the create step is, um, it, it's magical because it it's, doesn't have to conform to physical limitations. It's it's wonderful. Um, but you can't get yourself, you can't always be in a step of create because you'll never get anywhere. Right. Like I said, you you eventually, once you get good at doing these steps, sort of do them all at once. And and I think of that as spinning the manifestation wheel, but you can't get to spinning until you get better at doing all of the steps individually. Right. I totally get it. The part that I loved the most, believe it or not, is the releasing. I don't know why. I think there's a lot of relief that came with releasing. So I love reading about it, especially in the beginning of the book. And um, I found it really interesting that you talked about, and I believe it's really important, that you talked about the difference between release and forgiveness. And um, I always, I don't always, there are um, a lot of times when people say, I forgive, but I don't forget. And I thought, then are you really forgiving? You know, so um, I I believe that you can release without forgiveness because you're just holding on to stuff. And then that there is a, ne a necessary step. So I'd like, um, can you give me some examples of some people who thought that they had released, but they hadn't and they had to go to the forgiveness part and went, oh, shit, you know, I, you know, this is really what's going on. That's harder to think of immediately. What I can give you right now is a good example of when you have something going on and then you realize it's not serving you and you need to release it. So I had been out of work for a while, not unusual for me, and living in my house, which I loved, and I had painted it and fixed it up and made it just really a nice place to live with my husband. But my husband had passed and yet his energy was all over the house, all over it. And while I missed him and I loved him and I kind of liked looking around saying, oh, we we put that tree over there and we did this over there. I realized that his energy was still in the house and that that energy was not helping me in terms of seeing myself in a new way and moving on to new opportunities. And so 
I didn't have a lot of money, but I had a lot of time because I wasn't working and I cleaned the place up and I repainted 60% of the house, <laughs> which was a lot of work. Um, and fortunately I had a son who was able to help me with just a little bit of it, but by changing all of the colors of the house, it really made the house feel different. Right. And that change of different really helped me to put me in a different place in terms of looking forward. Like my, my life didn't feel stuck. I didn't, I wasn't focused so much on being out of work and sad about it. Right. I was, I was focused on buying another can of paint to finish off the living room kind of thing. Right. And some of the paint that I put up, I really loved. And some of it actually, I mean, I changed the living room from green to light blue and I never really liked it as much light blue, but it, it served the purpose of shifting right. the energy. Right. I, I remember your house and there was, it had high ceilings. So, um, Big kudos to you for getting up there and and uh, painting those uh, painting those really tall walls, and I love that you talked about your husband's energy is there. It's not like you lost your husband again. It's just that the energy of sadness and just old energy, just you know, it was time for it to move on. So I I really love that that story. I do think the pandemic gave people a chance to look around, particularly their homes, and decide if they needed to make changes to shift things up. You know, the, the pandemic, while it was terrible on all of us, it really provided the world. And I saw this when I walked the Camino. It provided the world a moment to step back, an opportunity for reflection and a, you know, hey, are we going to do things the same or different moving forward. And it certainly has shifted up the world of work. Right. Prior to the pandemic, I was one of the unusual employees who worked from home and post pandemic, it's very common. So That's true. You know, it's it's the world of work has changed a lot since the pandemic too. Yeah, that makes you the you actually the expert, right? I don't know Isn't if I'm an, funny? I don't know if I'm an expert, but in terms of working from home, yeah, I've been doing it a, a longer time than many people. <laughs> well, I just want to remind everyone that they're listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Varkavisser and Michelle uh, Walters. Today, we are speaking with Michelle about her book, An Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love. So I wanted to um, go back and um, and talk about your favorite part is create. My favorite part today is release. And um, I'd love to hear the one that you didn't talk about, which is what is your least favorite of the four on your on your manifestation wheel? I know that's kind of hard because as you get going, it's all great. But which one did you find the most challenging? Um, I think release is the most challenging. I think release is the most challenging for me and for other people. Um, release is hard because while we all know we got to change and change is inevitable, it's hard to change. It's hard to change and it's hard to let go of things. And I think that the way our society has developed we have gotten to a point where change is now so constant and so fast and so continuous. And, and frankly, we're kind of addicted to this 
constant, constant, constant change, right. that it's only natural that we don't want to change so much. We want to hold on to things. We want things to feel normal. You know, do I really want to learn a new way that my phone is going to work today? Right. No, not necessarily so. And yet I don't have a whole lot of choice about it. So I think it has made releasing hard for all of us because there's just there's just so much change going on that we want to hold on to things we know. When you're looking for a job or when you're looking for a new person or when you're looking for a house, you really have to get to the point of being ready to let go of things. And then after you get ready to let go of them, finding a way to let go of them. And that is, that is essential. Luckily, your book has exercises in order for you to go through all these, all these things. I was, two things came to mind as I was reading your book. The first one is, this is really about how to have a clean, in quotes, a clean life disguised on how to find a job. I mean, because it is the recipe for pretty much everything, right? It's release, create, thank, receive. That is the recipe for everything, which is pretty amazing. And then you have the actual steps, which to me adds to the recipe. Um, I wonder two things. One is how quickly can someone go through this book? I have been passing out your book. I love my clients who say, you know, I just, it just don't have, that hasn't have the right vibe, but the money is really good. And, you know, it, I travel more than I had anticipated. I'm like, I've got a book for you. It's a quick read. It doesn't take a whole lot. Do the exercises. Don't do the exercises. That part doesn't matter. Get some ahas in there and get to know yourself a little better, which is another thing. From release, create, um, and uh, thank and receive, you actually get to know yourself better, which oh, yeah. which I which I, I love. So here are the two things. Besides, oh, so one is, um, how quickly have you heard have you heard about the duration of time? Because I know some people think that they can get through the manifestation wheel in a day, and some and it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> so, you know, well, you know, we we're talking about that ever changing society. We are very impatient in an impatient era where, you know, you slide through your your TikToks and 30, you know, every 30 seconds, something is something is new or, you know, we can't seem to just sit down and relax. So what have you found people? Um, what is their realization as they move through your book? So in talking to folks who've read my book, I think many people do assume it's something you could, you know, be done with in a month. And certainly in a month, you could do many, if not all of the exercises, and you could make huge progress on what you were shooting to manifest. I met a reader a couple of weeks ago who told me that he read my book and two weeks later he had a new job. He is an energy healer. He already knows a lot about manifesting. I think this was kind of just something that could help tip him over the edge. For many other people, it's gonna take some time. 
one of the things I say in my book is that if you're trying to manifest a job, you are dancing with the universe. You are not dancing alone. You are dancing with the universe. And that job will come, but it may not happen instantaneously. And that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's it's true. The universe doesn't necessarily need 10 years to line up your next home or opportunity. It might be able to happen much faster than that, but it might not happen tomorrow. You know, I, in, in all of my job hunts, I, I can't think of any jobs that came in less than two weeks. I mean, that's just, that's just what it took in my line of work and in other lines of work, it might be very different. So I, I think the answer will vary a lot by individual and it depends on what sort of a thing, what sort of a change a person is looking to make. If if you're looking to move from one industry to another, you might have to shift a little bit of who you are and how you present. And that that probably isn't accomplished in a week, maybe not in a month. Things like that do take time, you know, but it's kind of like anything that... It, anything worthwhile is something you you did need to work at right the things that were just gifted you don't carry the same um personal importance as something that you you put your heart and your effort into that's another story that i loved in your book which um when it had to do with dancing with the universe that she thought that you had this job it was perfect it was perfect for you. It may be the one with the coffee, the coffee mm-hmm. company. Um, and you ended up not getting it. Um, I have clients all the time with intuitive work. They say, I, I did this, I did that. And it didn't come. And then they, they stop trusting and um, to find, and then what they do is that they stop short because they're, they, they want, they're so attached to their imagination or what they had created like they get too stuck in the creatives in the creative place and um and what the universe is doing is they're lining up something better yeah that's the part that you know what do you tell your clients when they're like i'm manifesting i'm releasing i'm doing these things you know i'm doing the dance and it feels more like a, a marathon it can feel like a marathon i have been there many times where it felt like a marathon I was out of work once for almost a year and it was a really, really hard year. Then a friend called me and said, Hey, did you know your former employer has just created a new position at your level in San Francisco? Well, I love that former employer. Like, how did I know that was going to come about? Well, it took a month or two before the interviews were complete and the contracts were signed, but that opportunity came through. You have to stick with it. And it's hard to stick with it. And the other thing I talk about in my book is trying to remember that you're kind of, I like the example of thinking about like Google Maps, where you can like go way down and see exactly what's on the street, but you can also go way up and see where this little dot is relative to the planet of say North America. And so you have to be willing to sort of go all the way up and all the way down in terms of the general and the specifics. 
and focus more on the feeling that you are trying to achieve in this objective than the exact nature of the objective itself, right? So the universe knows how to deliver you that feeling that you are putting forth. And you need to get yourself in that, in that feeling, in that vibration mm-hmm. and have patience and trust that it will come together and have the, have the know-how and, and courage to release and change your point of view, look a different direction to see the things that are not helping you go where you want to go and, and let them thank them, release them and let them be. Right. So it's like a mini, it's a mini manifestation within the big manifestation wheel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of going on in your life all the time. Right. We've just been taught since, since childhood that these things aren't real, which is ridiculous, but it's what we've been taught. And my book is is an effort to help wake up people in a realization that you know these energies are there and they're real and there's a way to work with them and by working with them you can have a lot happier life right agreed sister amen <laughs> i i uh, i want to bring back one of our conversations was it yesterday where I said, man, I love that you are, I, I don't like saying that you're data driven because the, I, that's not, that's not accurate, but you are fact, no, not fact driven. You like to do your homework and you do your homework and do your homework. And then you, and then with your homework in place, you create this space for your intuition and the channeling and energy and universal stuff to come through to do the rest of the work. It's almost like you're like, all right, I did my A homework. Now universe, I want you to do the A work to get me to that A grade place. It's really beautiful. And I love it because it's so different than my life, which is like, hey, you know, I'm gonna hop over here and that looks really shiny and sparkly over there. And we end up in the same place, not always in the same timeline, but we do end up in the same place and we have a really good time talking about it, you know, um, what comes to mind was that we both had manifestation stories about houses, right? So, um, which I, I love that story, but I do love that you create space. Um, you do your homework and then you create space. I wish there were more people who would read and then create space instead of read and then read more to fill space. Does that make sense? You have to read and create space or think and create space or analyze and create space. And that's probably why coming back to your early question, sort of like, a, how is it that you wrote this book? Like a lot of the the science that I refer to in the book are things that I've been reading about for years and years. Like the the references in my book are things I've been pulling together in my head or in my bookshelf for many, many years. I think that I am successful with my clients. And I think that it is evident with my book 
that my approach is very much of a blended conscious and subconscious approach. I totally believe in the subconscious and it's what needs to work, but we spend so much of our day in our conscious mind that without some evidence that what I'm talking about is going to work at the subconscious level, it doesn't make sense to people. And so I like to cite stories and scientific experiments and books and that kind of a thing to help people integrate a scientific perspective on where this is coming from with what's going on in their subconscious and in their hearts. And that model of the two together is definitive of my style. Yes, and it's, it is beautiful. It is a, a beautiful marriage. Um, so where can we find your amazing book? My amazing book is available on Amazon. It is also available at all booksellers. Go and ask them to order it. It will be in their distribution set. Excellent. And what do you got coming up? I have a workshop on my book coming up in September and a longer workshop on my book that will be an evening thing that we do over a few weeks for people who are really looking to upskill their manifestation talents in October and November. And is that not, it's not just for job searching. I'm sure that's in there, but I mean, like I said, if this is manifestation for everything. It's manifestation for everything. My examples from the book, are centered around getting a job because I felt that was a really important kind of manifesting that no one was talking about. But the types of exercises that I go through are applicable, whether you're looking to manifest a new place to live or whether you're looking to manifest a partner, the skills are the same. Right, right. I'm excited, I'm excited. I loved your book. And I love uh, rec recommending them to my clients. And for those who are, for those of my clients who are so beyond, I can't go buy a book, I make sure to, that they get one in their pocket. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Michelle. I love, love, love uh, spending this time with you. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm glad we got to do it today. Me too. I just want to remind everyone that you are listening to It's All Connected with Cynthia Barkavister and Michelle Walters. Today, we were talking about an alignment of spirit, finding work you love, a book that just has come out. Um, please support It's All Connected. We ask that you follow us on your favorite podcast platform and rate and review our show. It will really help us a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, Michelle here. I wanted to invite our listeners to a couple of events Cynthia and I have coming up. On Monday, September 12th, 9 to 9.50 a.m., I'm hosting Hypnosis for Sales. And on Friday, September 16th, I'm hosting Nourish and Flourish from 12 to 12.50 p.m. All times are Pacific. Details available on my website, michellewalters.net. Cynthia is putting on a retreat in September called Release Your Inner Badass. Find details at her website, CynthiaVarkaVisser.com. The details are in the show notes. Thank you.
You've been listening to... It's All Connected! connected.